Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel podcast. As a vibrant part of life at TWU, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. My name is Estera Bodat, and I am delighted to be part of Trinity Western University community. I am a professor of marriage and family therapy, and recently I took the role of the program director for the Masters of Christian Studies in Marriage and Family Therapy at ACT Seminaries. I hope you're doing well during this prolonged pandemic. Staying connected with each other and the Word of God is more crucial than ever during these difficult times. If you struggle in any way, I would like to encourage you to reach out for support. We have great caring people and lovely services right here on campus at the Wellness Center. We are not made to go through this alone and reaching out for support is not a sign of weakness. On the contrary, it is a sign of maturity and taking responsibility for one's life. Well, let's focus on the word of God for today. If you followed along um, with our chapel services, you know that this semester we are studying the book of James. And for today, we are paying attention to James 5 from verse 1 to verse 5. Let's focus on the word of God. It says, you rich people, listen, cry and be, and be very sad because of the troubles that are coming to you. Your riches have rotten and your clothes have been eaten by moss. Your gold and silver have rusted and that uh, rust will be proof that you were wrong. It will eat your bodies like fire. You saved your treasures for the last days. The pay you did not give the workers who worked the fields cries out against you and the cries of the workers have um, been heard by the Lord Almighty. Your life on earth was full of the rich living and pleasing yourselves with everything you wanted. You made yourself fat like an animal ready to be killed. You have judged guilty and then murdered innocent people who were not against you. Quite strong words, I would say. 
And maybe some of us would be maybe tempted to think that, how is this connecting with um, me and uh, uh, my life? I, uh, um, I don't do any of those things and I'm not sure how this connects with me. I'm not a theologian, but a social worker and a marriage and family therapist. So the first thing that comes to mind as I read this text in the scripture is uh, more recent studies that I came across on greed and kindness and compassion. Researchers at the University of Berkeley wanted to see uh, who is more likely to lie, cheat, or steal, the poor people or the rich ones. It is tempting to, tempting to think that the wealthier we are, the more likely we are to act fairly. After all, um, if we have everything we need, we can turn our focus on helping others. Unfortunately, the research shows quite the opposite. As people climb the social ladder, their compassion towards others seems to decline. As people become wealthier, their sense of entitlement and self-interest increases. If you would like to learn maybe a bit more about this, um, there's a lovely um, and very interesting TED talk called The Science of Greed by Dr. Paul um, K. Piff. And um, I would encourage you to watch it. Other studies that focus on fears and what blocks compassion found that social competition can prevent us from being kind and compassionate towards others. Researchers like Paul Gilbert from UK found that as uh, wealth increases, self-focused competition also increases with a detriment to community and pro-social compassion values. One of the consequences and indeed aims of comp competitive behavior is to increase status, power, and therefore control over resources. As I started to study this subject, I was inclined to believe that as people acquire more resources, controlled or status, they would be more inclined to be more generous and compassionate. Unfortunately, just like I mentioned earlier, the research shows a different outcome. Competition seems to move us uh, towards both internal and external comparisons that seem to bring turmoil within our lives. If I would like to consider maybe an external comparison example. Um, well, I would like to, let's say, buy a new car and I'm doing my research. I look what I can afford and finally I'll go and get myself a brand new Prius. I always had old um, older cars that were not so reliable. So finally having a brand new car gives me lots of happiness and pleasure and, and a sense of satisfaction. And I'm quite delighted with my choice until I come home and I park my car and I notice the brand new Tesla parked in my um, next neighbor's driveway. What happened with my sense of satisfaction just that I had just a few seconds ago as I was driving my brand new car. Now when I suddenly compare and I suddenly see um, 
this external somehow comparison um, that impacts me and impacts us also. If I look at an internal comparison, let's consider the Diderot effect. I'm not sure if you ever heard of Denis Diderot, who was a French philosopher, um, who was pretty poor. But one day, the empress of uh, Russia offered to buy um, his library. So he came about to have some money, and he decided that he would buy himself a beautiful, expensive uh, robe. And um, he enjoyed his um, scarlet robe very much um, until and soon, in, soon after he got it, he realized that nothing in his life matched um, his robe and he started to buy new uh, furniture in the house, a new rug, and everything around him seemed to start to change until he uh, was broke. And um, at some point he woke up and, and said, before I had this expensive robe, I was in charge of my life. I was in charge of everything I had. But after I got this robe, I became the slave of everything I own. And uh, it feels like competition moves us to towards this comparisons that often are both internal and external. And I would also say that some of this comparison seem to be, or this competition seems to be somewhat automatic. I think we need to be intentional into stepping away from some of this competition that comes naturally with this desire of accumulating uh, wealth and resources. So now looking back at the scripture before us, we can see the wisdom in James's warning cry and be sad because of the troubles that are coming to you. When we focus on accumulating wealth, when we get in this comparison and competition games, then we, we miss what Jesus asked us to do, to love one another and to be kind and compassionate to one another. Um, so compassion now, I would like to say a few words about that because um, it's, it's connected in many ways. Compassion is very different than pity. Pity is looking down at the other, suggesting distance and even condescendence. Often when I give money to a person who lives on the street, I don't look them in the eye. I don't pay attention to the person who reaches out to me. My money replaces my personal attention and gives me an excuse to walk on. Compassion means to become close to the one who suffers. But we can come close to the other one only when we are willing to become vulnerable ourselves. A compassionate person would say, I am your brother, I am your sister. I too understand struggle and pain. I am also broken and in need of grace. We can be with the other only when the other ceases to be the other and the other becomes like us. That is why pity is easier than compassion. The suffering person calls us to be aware of our suffering. 
How can I respond to someone's loneliness if I, if I don't get in touch with my own loneliness? How can I be with the brokenhearted if I don't recognize my own brokenness? When I reflect on the work that I do as a psychotherapist, I realize that one of the greatest gifts we give people is the gift of presence. I cannot take your pain away. I cannot give you much, offer you a solution to your problem, but I'm here with you through it. You don't have to go alone through your struggles. There is much grief and pain in life. And what a blessing it is to have somebody and not to have to go through all this alone. And that is the gift of compassion. When we get in this game of competition and comparisons, we are missing the gift of compassion. And as we are wrapping this up, I am coming back to the wisdom of the scripture who tells us to keep our focus in the right direction. What brings us joy in life is not comparison and competition that leads to constant turmoil. We need to focus on kindness and compassion where love and resources are shared, where we learn to both give and receive. As a dear professor and now colleague of mine says often, we are all lovable, fallible children of God in need of grace. May God bless you and fill your heart with gratefulness. Thanks for listening. We hope to worship together with you soon at our next broadcast online at livechapel.twu.ca every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. You can also stay connected with us by following at TWU Chapel and at TWU Student Ministries. Much love.